mighty fancy automobile. Oh, she's a real road king, all right. Zero to 60, 7.5. She'll do a quarter of a mile, 13.40. 390 horsepower. 500 foot-pounds of torque. Whatever that is, performance and image, that's what it's all about. There's no such thing as a stupid question. This is Drive Radio. All of your automotive questions are just one phone call away. 303-477-5600. Drive Radio is made possible by the member shops of Colorado Select Auto Care Centers. To find one near you, go to drive-radio.com. Now, Drive Radio on KLZ 560. All right, Drive Radio, KLZ 560, myself, Dennis Brewster, Charlie Grimes, and uh, Larry Unger answering phones, which we appreciate very much. And Merry Christmas to all of you. It's a week away, roughly. This is a live show on December the 17th. If you're listening to a replay show, you will know that it's not live because this is Saturday, December the 17th. And this is the last hour. This is our last hour of the year because the we, year. Are, we will not be here the next couple of weeks because of the way the holidays are falling. So this is uh, kind of a happy new year. I guess, as well. Russ and Cheyenne, what's going on? Hey, I wanted to wish you guys a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Thank you, Russ. Thank you. I appreciate you guys uh, entertaining me for another year. (laughs) Well, thank you very much. (laughs) Thanks uh, for being a part of it. We appreciate that, too. uh, I appreciate being able to download every Saturday morning and just kind of do something I enjoy while I'm working. Thank you. We appreciate that very much. uh, That guy with the oil, it's Idamitsu. In Japan, okay, it's basically mobile one. No idea. So thank you. Yeah, they're just basically the mobile one of uh, Japan. Okay, so. okay. Mobile one of America will work just fine. Uh, that's what I figured. Um, yeah, well, and we, we all know why. So that's an easy one. Yeah, but yeah. but you know what? Real um, quick though, Russ. I mean, that just shows you too. And this is the part that that still bothers me about our industry and dealerships in particular is there are still knuckleheads out there that will say things to people, you know, all over that are just flat-out lies. They're not true, and it drives me nuts. I know every industry has those kinds of people in them. I get it, but, geez, it drives me nuts, Russ. And sometimes it's a lack of yeah. knowledge that the salesman doesn't know any different. It's either lack of knowledge and he was or told, they're just plain lying, one yeah. of the two. Yeah, it could which. be either one, yeah. Because I know some salesmen that yeah, would the, say uh, stuff when I was working at the dealership, and I would say, hey, that's not true. Where'd right. you get that? You can't say that. Well, he said I told him. He told me to say that. Yeah. Well, no, he's wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, um, my daughter actually heard the uh, you can't use synthetic oil in your car thing not too long ago. Those uh, wives' tales are still so. floating around out there. Yeah. And I hate to say it, Russ, it sometimes those those folks inside of the industry are as guilty of that as those outside of That's it. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Well, what killed me is she's been running Mobile One in her car since we bought it, and the guy told her she couldn't do it. <laughs> Oh, whatever. <laughs> I mean, there's still guys out there running around, one. Russ, that'll yeah. say, well, if you've always ran standard oil, you can't switch to synthetic. Or if you've always ran yep. synthetic, you can't switch back. And I guess those same knuckleheads don't understand what blended oil is. Right. Well, just remember, if you drink Coke, you can never drink Diet Yeah, Coke. there you go. Yeah. yeah, or Pepsi. Yep. Yeah. Can't switch. Yeah. Can't, well, th- yeah. Th- you know, this goes along your lines really quick. A lot of you back in the day remember the old Slick 50 commercials and of course slick 50 got you know got hammered uh, class action suits and so on because none of their claims were true russ and you know their claim used to be yeah slick 50 impregnates the metal and does this and does that and even during that time i was thinking to myself wait a minute time out time out 
I've never seen metal yet. Even if I took a piece of raw steel and I soaked it in a five-gallon bucket of oil for a week and I put that same metal piece back outside in just the regular old weather, in a it's matter too- of short time, Russ, there would be rust on it. That's so right. how in the world was the oil impregnating the metal? Right. Exactly. It don't well, work that like way. Cylinder walls. Yeah, yeah. It, it, you don't it, ever want to. No. Go ahead. I'm sorry. There, no. Well, there's a fi- as you know, there's a thin layer. There's a film that you know. You, there's a, there's a film of oil between the metal parts, but nothing is impregnated. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's like a cylinder wall. You yeah. know, you'll want to finish the cylinder wall, but you want to take all the imperfections out of it because they hold oil. Correct. You know? Correct. So, yeah. And, yeah. And, if, and if that weren't the case, and if the metal just held oil by itself, you could polish it out as, as much as you wanted to. Yeah. It wouldn't right. matter. <laughs> I mean, all of this nonsense, Russ, you know, again, I hate to say this, but some of that comes from inside the industry from yep. people that are ignorant. Yep. Well, it's just people trying to make a sale. They're just trying to make a buck. Yeah, I guess that's you know, true, they too. They sell what good they point. have. Yeah, good point. So, I mean... Um, as far as bucket list goes, yeah. Um, the the one thing I am glad I absolutely did was went to the Peterson Autom- Automotive Museum. Oh, that was a good one too. Yeah. Um, man, that. I mean, there's got to be a hundred million dollars worth of cars in that building. Hmm. I mean, there's Delilah. How do you say them? Delilahs, Delilahs, and I just that that building is absolutely amazing. I mean, you'll never see anything like it. The coach builders they had. Back in the 30s and stuff, it's wow. absolutely amazing. Yeah, I sh- you know, that's another one that, that uh, you know, through the years, you know, Peterson, for those of you that don't know, Peterson was a publication, uh, you know, they did Hot Rod, Car Craft, all those different things for all those years, and, and, and again, to your point, Russ, have a museum. I, I don't know if they own all the cars or if some of those are, you know, on loan. I don't, I don't know how that works. I'm guessing it's probably a combination of the two, like a lot of museums do, but I don't know. Yeah, it's a combination. I mean, okay. some of those guys, when you got a $30 million car, you know, sticking in somebody else's climate-controlled building is not a bad idea. True. Good point. So, and they protect the cars. I mean, there's just, I mean, they do own a lot of them, too, but it's a first-rate facility. It is absolutely wonderful. Yeah, that's, that's. Where's uh, that located? Yeah, yeah, is it in California? Yeah, it's in L.A. It's actually okay. across the street from the La Brea Tar Pits. Okay, that makes sense. And I knew California because that's where all that Peterson, you know, that's where all of the, you know, magazines and, you know, and a lot of you old car guys know this. I mean, most everything, trends, styles, and so on, all started on the West Coast and worked its way east. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing is, is there, I mean, there's a lot out there. I mean, but if you took a day and went to the Peterson and spent a little, little bit less, you know, what's left over over at the La Brea, um, it's fun. The uh, the Getty's out there as well, which is an art museum. I know it's not autom- automotive, but the hmm. Getty will absolutely blow your mind. The hmm. craftsmanship that people were doing in the 15th century is amazing. Hmm. So, and that's free parking out there too. So, uh, the Peterson um, is what did you say, Larry? Forty million, forty million, Russ. Wow. So there you yeah. go. Yeah. But the one thing I really want to do is power tour one year. What is that? Hot Rod Power Tour? Yeah, I don't know that. What is it? Oh, man, they've been doing it for 25, 30 years now. It's where they, so they, they start the, it's like the world's largest parade. They do nothing but back roads. Um, it's usually on the East Coast. Um, some, a few years back, they actually made it to Arizona. Hmm. But they, for a week, you just go from one, uh, 
track to another and you know you just it's just a gigantic rolling car show okay um it starts in tennessee this year and i've heard that maybe it's going to go up to um Oh, up into Virginia or something this year is where it's going to end. They, but they always start where they end the previous year. Okay, and they just and keep so going. Kind of, yeah. And it's that's one of the things I've just always wanted to do because I've had, I've known a couple of guys that have done it. And they said it's just you're just absolutely surrounded by car guys that are all like minded. They all drive their cars. Nothing's trailered, you know, and it's just. Apparently, it's just a great time. So I'd like to, I'd like to Very, partake. You no, know, I'll look it up. I that's what's it called? Power tour? Hot rod power tour? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a. I'm surprised you never heard of it. It's I'd never heard of it. it. Yeah. Is and, and is it? Who's the organizer of it? By the way. Hot rod magazine. Hot rod is okay. Perfect. So Peterson basically. Yeah. Yeah. yeah well, it's it's actually Motor Trend is who owns everybody now. Okay. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, so, that makes sense. Makes Peterson sense. Yeah. got ate up by, I think they got ate up by 10 publishing, and then 10 got bought up by a Okay, brand, so. okay, makes sense. Yeah. You know, no, I'll check it out. No, that's very cool. Very, very cool. But, yeah, you'll you'll see no trailer queens. They're all... Okay, we're all driving them. Yeah, all driving them. Okay, very cool. I'll do that. I appreciate right. that, Russ. Thank All you right. very much. No, thank yep. you. Merry Christmas, Merry Russ. Christmas. Thank you, man. Appreciate it very much. We've got a line coming in. A couple lines open. 303-477-5600. Myself, Dennis Brewster, Drive Radio, KLZ 560. At Napa Auto Parts, we've been the most trusted name in auto parts for over 80 years. Probably because we've never stopped looking for ways to make the great parts we sell even better. It's a commitment to quality you'll find in every one of our 310,000 parts. From the bacteria-killing surface on our cabin air filters to the patented damping mechanism on our drive-align belt tensioners to our revolutionary new Adaptive One brakes. And Napa parts are covered by a warranty that's good at any of our 6,000 Napa auto parts stores nationwide. Yeah, maybe you don't get this at your average auto parts store. But at Napa, we've spent the last 80 years making sure we were anything but average. To find the Napa Auto Parts store nearest you, go to NapaOnline.com. Napa, get the good stuff. With over 125 locations in Colorado, southern Wyoming, and western Nebraska, there's only one place to get the good stuff. Napa Auto Parts. Replacing your furnace can be stressful for your whole family. Absolute Electrical Heating and Air will alleviate the stress of replacing your furnace with service that puts your family first. Absolute offers a 100% customer satisfaction guarantee because they value honesty, earning your family's trust with honest work. Their technicians prioritize your family with integrity by never upselling you on something you don't need during your replacement. They offer flexible financing, so you don't have to make sacrifices to make sure your family's needs are provided for. Their team goes above and beyond to get the replacement done in one day whenever possible, so you can get back to spending quality time together. Get your family-friendly estimate for replacing your home comfort system now with Absolute Electrical Heating and Air by visiting klzradio.com absolute or call 720-526-0231 to schedule today. For quality and service beyond compare, call Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. You are responsible for making sure that you are properly insured, but you're not alone. While Paul Lewenberger believes in personal accountability, 
He wants to make sure he's setting you up for success as your home and auto insurance agent. Paul will teach you about how you can save money on your premium while being fully covered in case of a loss. Your insurance should be for emergencies, not petty cosmetic issues. Insurance is not a coupon, your bank account, or for maintenance. Paul Lewinberger will tell you that your insurance is for emergencies. And when you work with Paul, you'll be rewarded for your diligence. Ask him about their incentivizing rebate program. Take a higher deductible and take responsibility. It's just one of the ways they can afford to keep their rates low. Take control of your life. Take responsibility for your insurance coverage. Call Paul Lewinberger with American National Insurance now at 303-662-0789. That's 303-662-0789. If your engine doesn't leak oil, but you have to add to it between oil changes, where does the oil go? The problem occurs when piston rings clog with carbon and then allow oil to blow by the pistons and burn in combustion chambers. The best service shops use a BG product BG. that cleans the engine in just 15 minutes. Find a shop with BG products at bgfindashop.com. That's bgfindashop.com. It will protect your engine and your pocketbook. Find a shop now. Go to bgfindashop.com. All right, Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Thank you guys for joining us today. Merry Christmas to everybody. Myself, Dennis Brewster, Paul and Loveland. You are next. Go ahead, Paul. Uh, good morning, guys. Merry Christmas. Thank you. Yeah, uh, Merry Christmas. A couple quick questions, hopefully. One is regarding the installation of a battery maintainer. I'm trying to help out a relative whose car is not going to be used for a little while. And it's a 2017 Terrain. Okay. It's very similar to my wife's 2014 Equinox in that it's got the computer mounted on the tray over the top of the battery. Mm -hmm. And I was just wondering, when hooking up the maintainer, uh, should I remove the computer off the top and hook it up directly to the battery terminals? Or is it a fair option to hook it up to the positive jump start post and then ground it to the chassis that's fine that's what yeah, i would do that's what i would do yeah if, you, if you've got the little alligator clips and you're doing it that way yeah you can make it work that way that's fine okay save myself the hassle of taking yes. the computer yeah you don't need yeah. to mess okay. with all that all right great and one other quick one um i may be quite delinquent on this but i've got a 2003 buick century to a six-cylinder uh-huh and I haven't gone through my inch-and-a-half-thick maintenance file yet, but I don't recall ever having spark plugs changed. And I'm up at about 160,000 miles. Have I lost my mind, or am I really on borrowed time here? Yeah, you should have replaced about 100,000 is when they wanted them replaced. But I, normally okay. we are telling people to do it more like 60 because those plugs get seized in there. And you okay. might have a hard time I'm getting them out. I'm surprised at 160 you haven't had any other issues yeah. come up. Yeah. So I, my gut feeling would be you may have already done them once, Paul. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to sit down and go through the file. Because at 160, yeah, yeah. that's a long way on a stock I don't set even of plugs. Think, I can't, yeah, I can't imagine it'd be running. <laughs> I, not without having some sort of you know miss. potential misfire codes, things like that. So yeah. I'm guessing you probably already did it once. Okay. On that six-cylinder engine, is that something fairly straightforward? I might be able to do myself, or yeah, you got to take off the intake on the on the one side to get to the plugs. Okay. 
on the uh, closest to the firewall because the intake kind of okay. goes over. You have to take that off. And I think those are plastic. They, they are. Yeah, and sometimes they crack. You got to watch those. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, especially in our weather here. So if you go to okay. do the plugs, you'll need an intake kit. Um, they'll tell you at Napa if you go to get the plugs um, what you need uh, because okay. you got to take off the intake manifold to get to the plugs. So you should okay. replace those gaskets when you do that. And uh, any particular type of plug, should I just... Go with a standard came with. Yeah, go OEM, and, and Napa will know what those are, and they'll use, you know, they're an AC Delco plug. Okay. Yeah. They'll be able to uh, tell you what, the, what was the OEM on that. Take your VIN number in with you when you go in there, and they'll be able to line it right up. Okay. Uh, yeah, that sounds good. Hopefully, they're newer than I recall them being, but with yeah. Terracotta cars, I just can't remember. Yeah. checking it. Uh, we'll go ahead and give that a shot. So. All right. All right, Jess. Thank you very much. Thank you, Paul. Appreciate it very much. No, thank you. Ken in Denver, you're next. Go ahead, Ken. Hey, John. How are How you, sir? How are you doing? I'm doing good. Thanks for calling. All right. This is my off-the-wall idea. Concerning your uh, your EV, mm-hmm. uh, how much... Uh, voltage does the, your batteries put out and the amps? Um, I don't know. I'd have to look. Uh, I think mine has a... I got to look on the... on. The, I, I look at too many EV specs to know. I'll have to look it up really quick to tell you. Give me a second here. Um, I want to say it's around 70, 65. I was going to say 70, 65. 65 volts? 65 kilowatt hours is what my battery holds. Okay. How about your, your charger? What does the amperage on that? Mine, I have a 40-amp charger that comes out of my wall. Okay. Here's my here's my crazy idea, but first I have to ask a few more questions about your car. Okay. Do you have a single, do you have a single motor, or do you have a motor for each wheel? No. The, uh, Chevy Bolt has a single motor. It's sort of a transaxle assembly where the motor and everything's built into it. Okay. Perfect. Are you familiar with the uh, je- with the alternators on the fire engines? No, I'm not. Well, from what I've been able to discover, the alternators on a fire engine puts out 100 amps plus. So why couldn't these car manufacturers building the electric cars put an alternator on each drive shaft for each wheel and run it through a regulator so it only comes on when the battery reaches a certain point? And then you've got four alternators recharging that battery so you never have to stop somewhere to recharge the battery. They, they do. It's called regenerative braking, but it still doesn't equal. And it, it's, the, it's the law of physics. There's not enough uh, regenerative braking or, or regeneration, if you would, Ken, to power what it takes to move the car forward on a consistent basis. It just physics won't allow that. If you'd have a perpetual uh, motion machine, which don't exist if you did that. They don't yeah, exist. That's what, I was, that's what I was looking at. Yeah, no, they don't. They don't exist, and they and they do do what you're saying, already. Yeah, because I've heard people about uh, complaining about it, not getting, being able to buy gasoline, and the people with the EV cars not finding a place to charge. But if they had something like that on a car, one alternator per wheel, 
And the, the alternators, uh, from what I've been able to discover, without the diode pack in it, they generate 110 volts alternating current. So you put the diode pack back in, and you're, you're down to, um, depending on the diode pack, it takes you down to, what, 13.7 volts and 55 to 100 amps. I think that would charge that the, the, the battery pack in those cars, but someone would have to actually design something like that, at least try it, you know? Yeah, and like I say, they've already got that on... To my knowledge, all EVs have regenerative braking. I don't know any of them that don't already do that. Even the old hybrid, you know, Priuses when they first came out, can they? They that's who really kind of got the regenerative braking started. That's why EVs are so hard on tires because they not only are powering the car, but then when you go to slow down, the tire works in reverse. That's why they chew up tires so bad because they're constantly working both directions. Uh, what What I was thinking is. Uh, Add, actually add the alternator to each shaft for each tire instead of having it on the tire or close to it. Mm-hmm. Using the same, the same pulley principle that they do in the cars. The, uh, the, the driving pulley is small. The uh, uh, other pulley for the alternator is big, so the alternator is not turning as fast as the motor. Mm-hmm. So they should, you know, somebody should at least try it, you know. Instead of trying to do the regenerative, regenerative part with a, a generator on each wheel. But if they put an alternator on the shaft with a right size pulleys, I'm sure that would work somehow. Yeah, anyway, I think, I think the biggest why- issue you run into on that is while that's an alternator and it's producing 100 amps, keep in mind all EVs run off of DC. They convert it around to either you know, charge, you know, out of the wall with AC, they're converting it to DC to charge, but as the vehicle's running, it's all running off of DC, so even the regenerative braking has to go back in and fill the DC battery. So even your method, you would have to convert that back to DC to even get it to charge the battery that's in these, because they're 400-volt DC batteries in most EVs. Yeah, that's why the alternator has a diode pack, because it Mm -hmm. automatically turns it into DC. Yeah, and do you but know what the DC? The do you know what the DC? I mean, if it's only thirteen, thirteen volts, it, it ain't doing much on a four hundred, you know, four hundred volt battery. Well, they, can they would they would have to change the diode pack so they could get more voltage plus more amps. Right, which again they're doing already with the regenerative braking. That's what they're already doing. All right. Well, that's my off the wall. Appreciate it. No, Ken, good idea. Thank you. No, and and yeah, for everybody listening, that regenerative braking is there. Uh, And again, just because of the law of physics, you can't regenerate enough to keep the car fully charged up because it takes more power to make the car go than what you can get ever out of the regenerative side of it. It just the law of physics don't allow it to to do that. Wally, you're next. You guys have got such a good show today, it's hard not to call back in. And no, no in. worries. Thank you. Um, so you guys were uh, talking uh, earlier about lawmakers and their short-sightedness regarding EVs. Mm-hmm. And I have a daughter that lives in the Bronx. Okay. And, you know, New York has already adopted the California law of no more gas-powered cars sold after 2035. Okay. Good luck with Can that with imagine? all the cabs. Well, can you imagine going into New York City where there is no parking spaces? I mean, you fight for them. My my daughter and son-in-law, they have a garage at street level, so they have a dedicated parking space. But 
when I go there, they will give me the dedicated parking space, and sometimes my son-in-law coming home will end up parking anywhere from a quarter to a half mile from his yeah. house yeah. because he can't find a space. Can you imagine having to have EV car chargers, I mean, basically every space all the way down the street everywhere in New York to charge all of the cars that are in New York? They can't. They can't handle it. No, and keep, but keep in mind is in this. This you know, even though it's a political statement, applies to drive radio because everybody listening for the most part drives. Keep in mind, Wally. I believe that their ultimate goal with EVs is to not have you drive. It's a control situation, right. is what they're really after. If they yeah. can get you right. into a vehicle that they can control, how far you go, where you go, the type of driving you do, and even get to the point where they can even, which I believe they they will eventually get to, they can turn on and off your ability to even drive the car on certain times, days, whatever. That you know, Their ultimate goal is to control the population and not have you go anywhere. So in New York City, no offense, they won't have them because they'll just you'll be relinquished to... You know, walking. Ca- cabs walking or their or their subway. Yeah, that's what they they don't care. They don't care if you ever leave. <laughs> I hate going there uh, when when we go because you know it's such a dirty city. But the traffic and the parking spaces and uh, the big problem they've got now are everybody that delivers on either electric bikes or these mopeds. And instead of being on the street, they're running up and down the sidewalk oh, at full speed. That's a disaster. And uh, just about hitting pedestrians. Yeah. And um, so, but we, we have know, some it, of that going it, on it, here it's now, Wally. I, we, my wife and I, we've been walking around at different places and so on, and we've got some of the same things happening right here with with what you just said. And it's did a you problem. Hear, did you hear about the motorbikes? No, they're catching on fire. People oh, yeah, are, some of them are. They're, yes. they're plugging them in in their apartment building, and they're catching yes. on fire. Yes, they are. Yeah. So there, there's so, a problem with those, too. They had, like, over 110 fires last, I don't know, this last fall in Denver from these motorbikes, motorized bikes. Well, I bought an uh, uh, electric bike, um, and, you know, when I charge it, when you're done charging it, they tell you to unplug it so that it's not sitting there constantly, be, you know, with plugged into the wall. Right. And mine's in the garage, and is is like what you guys were saying earlier about storing chemicals and, and things that could ignite in your garage. It, I guess it's kind of the same thing, but I've not had a, a, a problem with my electric bike yet. But um, <laughs> and My gut it, feeling it, on that is that's probably where it's made more of an issue than anything else. I, I, I don't know for sure because I've not studied it, but my gut feeling is that's probably a, you know where it's made, you know, where's yeah. the bike made. Yeah. Um, and one statistic that I saw regarding the EV batteries is that they have to literally move a half a million pounds of dirt to get enough precious metals to make one EV battery. Yeah, I think it's like 450,000 or something, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, and it's like a two-day thing. They're yeah. using more fuel, and, diesel fuel, than they yeah. would. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. and, and to, to your point, Wally, there's an article out in Motor Trend of late, and I read it. Charlie sent it to me this past week. Where, uh, in that, the, uh, this particular author of Motor Trend talks about how all of us that say that the making of the EVs and the batteries and so on uses far more, you know, energy and and does more pollution and harm to the to the environment and so on than an ICE engine does, and blah blah blah. And in this particular article, they come back and say, yeah, well, that's all true, but you know, you get your payback within about a year and a half 
on the EV versus the ICE engine. And nowhere in this article do they back up any of the statements that they're saying, because if you go back to what you just said a moment ago, Wally, they're, they're, it's, it's impossible for them to make a statement like they're making in Motor Trend. Again, this is a everybody listening, please understand, Motor Trend is about as liberal as it gets. Okay. And most automotive um, journalists are as well, by the way. I know yeah. I know a lion's share of them, Wally, and they're all liberals. Yeah. Don't ask me why. Are you familiar with... Don't ask me why. Are, they're they're working you, in an industry where everybody wants to put them out of business, but they still work in it, and they're liberals. I don't get it, Wally. Yeah. Are you familiar with where Austin, Nevada is, out in the middle of Nevada on Highway 50? Uh, yes, I am. I was through there here a couple weeks ago in the middle of the night, um, and... It was funny. I used to travel that 42 years ago uh, when I was stationed in California and dating my wife here. But um, right in the middle of Austin, Nevada, they had one of these double carports, you know, the little metal carports with two EV chargers sitting under it for people that because it's, you know, there's one spot where I think it's 126 miles between towns out there. Yeah, okay. from Green River. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, Green River is up off of I-80, but. Um, this is Austin, and then you got Ely, Nevada. That's all on Highway 50. So, uh, but it was just funny seeing that out in the middle of Nevada, in the middle of nowhere, and they mm-hmm. got two EV chargers. Interesting. There. Hmm. So, yeah. anyway. Oh, thank you. Appreciate it very much. Thank you. Fred, hang tight. We'll come right back and talk about your radio static. Lines open, 303-477-5600, Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Have you been thinking about a new pair of glasses? Maybe some prescription sunglasses. We'll look no further than Stack Optical. Since 1968, yes, you heard me right. Since 1968, Stack Optical has been providing the most comprehensive quality ocular care for their patients. This family-owned business is proud to be one of the few optical offices that has their own on-site eyeglass production and eyeglass repair studio. Stack Optical, located at 2233 South Monaco Parkway, features the most extensive lines of eyeglass frames, sunglasses, and contact lenses to ensure that you love your appearance and experience superior comfort. Our comprehensive eye exams proactively diagnose eye conditions and diseases while providing the most accurate vision care. We welcome you to experience a lifetime of superior ocular care from doctors that are devoted to your eye health. Call now for your $69 eye exam, 303-321-1578. At Stack Optical, you'll see the difference. At Napa, we're always trying to make the great parts we sell even better. From the bacteria-killing surface on our cabin air filters to our revolutionary new Adaptive One brakes, and every Napa part is covered by a warranty good at any of our 6,000 Napa Auto Parts stores. Yeah, maybe you don't get this at your average auto parts store, but we've spent the last 80 years making sure we were anything but average. Go to NapaOnline.com for a location nearest you. Napa, get the good stuff. Thinking rates are too high to buy a home? Wish they were in the threes or fours? Well, your wait is over. Take AIM, Affordable Interest Mortgage. With a 3-2-1 buy-down, you can now purchase a home at 3.193% first year, 4.913% second, 5.913 the third, and the remaining years at 6.913, with an APR of 6.985. If rates go down, refinance and save even more. On a $400,000 loan, your monthly payment would be over $748 a month less the first year, $511 the second, $262 the third, with a total savings of over $18,000. Before you buy, take AIM. 
720-895-0500. Three-to-one buy-downs available up to 95% loan-to-value. If you're thinking about home ownership, now may be the best time to purchase. Call Affordable Interest Mortgage, 720-895-0500. Own your new home and save thousands in payments. That's 720-895-0500. 80% LTV, 30-year fixed, 6.985% APR, 740 FICO, primary home, rates as of 1116, NMLS 298191, and rates subject to change. Have you ever thought about owning a classic car, hot rod, older truck, or an out-of-the-norm vehicle? Worldwide Vintage Autos is the place to go for all your vintage car and truck needs. With over 80,000 square feet of indoor showroom and warehouse space, they make the shopping experience easy. Every vehicle they sell is checked out by their own staff and is verified as a roadworthy vehicle, and this includes consignment vehicles. When you buy a vehicle from Worldwide, it's a vehicle you can safely drive home. They sell over 1,200 vehicles a year, and most of their inventory comes from people like you and me. If you want to eliminate the hassle of selling your vintage or unique vehicle, give them a call today. By the way, sign up today for the VIP list. They'll give you updates on all their new inventory that the general public doesn't see yet, and it's at a discounted price. Worldwide Vintage Autos. Don't let the name fool you. They sell worldwide, but their showroom is right here in Denver. Find them today at WorldwideVintageAutos.com or call 877-378-4679 and make sure you tell them John Rush from Drive Radio sent you. All right, we're at back. Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Thanks for joining us. Fred in Black Forest, you're next. Hello. Good afternoon, John. Hello, Fred. Hey, I, wanted, I wanted to start out and say thank you for all of your shows and everything you do. Thank you. I really learn a lot from it. Thank you. I don't, know, I don't know how you find the time in your life to accomplish all this, but uh, we sure appreciate it. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate you saying that, Fred. Thank you. Yesterday... I was listening to KLZ, which kind of dovetails into my question. I was between Fountain and Colorado Springs, south side of Colorado Springs, and kind of stop and go traffic two lanes each direction. And I passed this Swift Transportation 18-wheeler. Okay. My My radio within 100 feet immediately goes static. And I thought, I'm looking in my mirror thinking, I don't remember any overhead power lines that I just drove under. And then the cat and mouse thing, the semi passes me a couple of times. Their lane goes faster than right, mine. Right. Same thing over and over. Weird. Have you, have you ever heard of that? No. I'm thinking, that, that, that trailer had to have some sort of interference or something coming out of it. I don't know what he was carrying. Yeah. Who knows? That's weird, Fred. Yeah. No, I've never yeah, experienced I, that. I, I haven't either. I thought maybe you or some of your listeners might have. Now, was he on? Okay, what, what direction were you headed? I was northbound. Okay, so you're going north. And which side was he on? Your left or right? He was on my right. Yeah, that does. That makes even less sense because yeah. I was going to say if he was on your left, you know, Lookout Mountain, which is where, or not, you know, that's where our towers mm-hmm. come out of, and yeah. where you know where things, the signals are sent from, and so on. Um, We've got we've uh, we've got it there, and we've got a, we've got another tower. Our KLZ tower is out east a little bit, but uh, doesn't make any sense 
I don't think he would be blocking the signal. It had to have been something he was carrying that was doing that, yeah. would be my guess. Yeah. Well, I appreciate your No, thoughts. I appreciate it. Yeah. I, I, I'll have Charlie, you know, maybe look in that a little bit more because that does I, – I, you're the first one that's ever mentioned that. Anything like that, Fred? <laughs> or was the first one aware of it? Well, true. I mean, we, yeah. I mean, but believe me, we get a lot of people that will give us feedback when you know the static and or there's a signal issue and they they don't feel like it's strong enough or whatever. And you know, and by the way, we report all that back to our engineering staff because there are some tweaks and things that we can make from time to time to make things a little bit better. But in this particular case, Fred, I I don't think that's our end. I think that's something that that trailer had. Yeah, something inside. Yeah, it. there there were multiple trailers on that road that. I'd pass back and forth as well, but that yeah, that one had to have on. some sort of, I'm guessing magnetic something or other. Maybe they were hauling. I mean, I don't know. I mean, who knows what was inside of there? But something that gave off some sort of a signal that was blocking the the AM signal would be my yeah. interfering with it somehow. That'd be my guess. Okay. Well, so appreciate your time. No, I appreciate that, Fred. Thank you. I, you're the first I've I've ever heard even say anything along those lines like that. Jerry in Westminster, you're next. Yeah, I want to talk to Houdini and do the auto industry. Well, that's us. We'll do our best. All right. And <laughs> Equinox, the uh, cat converter, is there more than one? Are they accessible to the thieves? What year is it, Jerry? Uh, 18. Uh, it could. I'd have to look at that one specifically. It could have three and probably does. I'm guessing there's three on that. I'd have to look that one up specifically with you know in the you know in the catalog, but I'll bet you there's three. He's asking if they're easy accessible. Um, yeah, because it's high enough off the ground, they can crawl underneath it pretty easily. Yeah. So yes. Okay, it's all needs. Yep. Uh, they're yes, they are. If they can crawl underneath it, yeah. That's for any of you listening. As far as catalytic converters go. If they can crawl under the vehicle, it's accessible. Four-wheel drive. It's as simple as that. If the car's lifted SUVs, at all. SUVs, four-wheel drive. And that's, by the way, the ones you're seeing the most stolen because it's easiest for them just to crawl right underneath there. So, Craig and Loveland, go ahead. Yeah, hey, I wanted to mention there's uh, – you guys are talking about the Peterson Auto yeah. Museum. And, and in Silmar, California, which is just a little north of L.A., there's a museum called the Nethercut Museum. And it was founded by the – uh, founders of Estee Lauder, and, and it, it's just a spectacular museum with old cars. And the, you know they have like 170 classic cars in one section. You walk in, there's a Dino Ferrari Spider in there, hmm. and, and uh, they they run the cars every year. Once every car is driven, as it should be driven, once a year, hmm. they leave the keys in the ignition. They start. They they have a Duesenberg in the main showroom. And they start the Duesenberg spare engine even. Wow. Wow. And they have a, they have a Bugatti Royale, a 31, which you can walk up to. There's nothing cordoned off. You can get so close to the cars. It's, it's that much better than the Peterson. Wow. In that you can really walk around the cars. The admission is $10. And then here's a really cool thing. Up on the third floor, they have the... A 5,000-pipe organ that was from the Paramount Theater in Denver. In there in a fantastic showroom. Wow. And the the, the, the keyboard itself, which is like the Ghost and Mr. Chicken, you know, that, that one big keyboard. They, they worked with IBM, and they managed to turn it into a player um, organ. Hmm. And, and, and they have other mini, they're like mini orchestra 
um, musical devices up there that they play. So they play everything, and they're so accommodating. And then they have like a 40-foot wall of hood ornaments, and um, they have like a original uh, record player, drum player, that actually uses like paper as the speaker. And they huh. play all this stuff. Wow. What's the name and of this? something you guys could do. Nether Cut. Any Nether Cut. I'll check that out. Yeah, That's pretty museum. cool. You guys would love it, and whoever goes out there, you definitely, definitely need to see it. So. Okay, I will do that. That's really, that's really cool. I thank you, Craig. I didn't know that, so thank you. Yep, thank you, you for bet. everything you do. You very much. Thank you very much. We appreciate. It. Thanks for listening. All right, I just put somebody on hold. Hang tight. Uh, Larry will be right with you. We'll take our last break of this show. We'll be right back. Myself and Dennis. This is Drive Radio KLZ five sixty. At Napa, we're always trying to make the great parts we sell even better. From the bacteria-killing surface on our cabin air filters to our revolutionary new Adaptive One brakes. And every Napa part is covered by a warranty good at any of our 6,000 Napa Auto Parts stores. Yeah, maybe you don't get this at your average auto parts store, but we've spent the last 80 years making sure we were anything but average. Go to NapaOnline.com for a location nearest you. Napa. Get the good stuff. You listen to Drive Radio because you have a lot of questions about your car. You have questions about what kind of oil to use, what the best tires are, where to get the best parts. But have you ever asked what will happen to your car after you die? Did you know that if you don't have a will that specifically states what will happen, a probate judge will order your family to split your car evenly? And because you can't cut up a car into pieces, your family will be forced to sell it and just split the money. According to Michael Bailey, the mobile estate planner, it is estimated that two out of three people don't have a proper will in place. And oftentimes, things like your favorite classic car are accidentally forgotten completely. Michael understands that the only way to be absolutely certain that all of your final wishes will be honored is to take a small amount of time to talk about it. 720-394-6887. 720-394-6887. Call Michael Bailey, the mobile estate planner, right now to set up a free consultation and make absolutely sure that you don't leave anything to chance. Few things are life-changing. Your wedding day, the birth of a child, an oil change. Wait, what? Yes, an oil change can change your life if it comes with a peace of mind that if your engine, including the fuel system, fails, you're covered for life. The BG Performance Oil Change comes with free lifetime protection for your engine and fuel system. Find a shop near you at BGFindAShop.com. That's BGFindAShop.com. BG. Do you know that your windshield is getting more expensive to replace? Most vehicles have options that help keep the vehicles from avoiding accidents or even keep it in the traffic lane. These windshields require more than just a replacement of the glass. They also require a calibration of the computer system to make sure everything is operational to the specifications the manufacturer set when the vehicle was built. You can't trust the traveling glass replacement shop to do these necessary calibrations as they require special equipment and in most cases an indoor shop to perform the calibration. We have two Novus locations that can replace your windshield and also do these calibrations. Novus Fort Collins and Novus Sterling. Both are fully equipped with the latest technology to service your vehicle properly. Find either location by going to any of our websites, ready-radio.com, drive-radio.com, or fixitradio.com. Just click on the Novus link. That's Novus Autoglass. All right, we are back. Myself, Dennis Brewster, Craig and Wheatridge, you're next. Go ahead, Craig. Hey, John. I did want to bring the uh, the week show to a, a 
total Debbie Downer, but I'm going to go ahead and anyhow uh, talk about how they're trying to prove that unvaccinated people are more likely to cause accidents. Oh, I talked about that earlier this week. It was hilarious. Yeah, it's the dumbest thing ever. That was this Cana- some Cana- for all of you listening. There's a Canadian study out there that says those that are unvaccinated are more likely to be in an accident with a car than those that are vaccinated. Dumbest thing ever, Craig. Stupid. Well, what is to say that they couldn't? Because you know, it seems like you know, with the power of of the government and you know the American Medical Association being so pro vaccine that. They don't try to skew numbers to the point where they have influenced insurance companies to believe sure. this. Would not shock me. You know, I, I cannot argue with that one at all. I mean, and try to raise our rate. And yet you can, you know, look at your driving record and prove, you know, mine, for example, zero accidents, zero tickets. So how do you go about proving that I'm, I'm more likely to cause mm-hmm. Right. Right. Great, great question. And does an insurance company even have, you know, within the law, the right to ask that question if you're vaccinated or not? Uh, They shouldn't. Uh, They do, though. Then they are. And then, so if you refuse to answer, and then they, what, your insurance company tries to uh, cancel your policy? I mean... How far does this crap happen? Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know that I see that happening, but, you know, hey, you know, stranger things have happened, so I should not. I should never say, you know, never say no. never is the old thing. That's right. Okay, well, Merry Christmas, final speech. Will you be on the air this week? Uh, yep, I'll be here all week. You betcha. Okay. Definitely. All right. Appreciate it, Craig. Have a good week, and uh, we'll talk to you. Let's see here. I think uh, Sharpie's next. Sharpie, welcome. How are you? Hey, how you guys doing? Good. Thanks for calling, Sharpie. Good. Oh, yeah. Enjoy your show. Thank you, sir. Hey, I've got a question on my own personal car. I got a 64 GTO. Uh, it's running a 4, 467, and it's, you know, pretty pretty high uh, compression, so I have two batteries in it. Okay. And I had actually just a 60-amp uh, uh, alternator, so... I went to a uh, 140, and, of course, the plug is different than the alternate that I had, so I got with my company that I bought the harness with, and they gave me a adapter that I can adapt the plug to the right plug. <laughs> that makes sense. And then on the, uh, the uh, let's see, the, oh, slipping on words here. Uh, so... They also gave me another plug so I can unplug the um, not resistor. I'm sorry. The brushes. Um, well, no, it actually goes to man. I'm slipping on words right now. Uh, the regulator. The, re- oh, the regulator. I'm sorry. Yeah. Regulator. Okay. So you unplug the regulator, and then there's another plug that plugs into that harness that goes into the. It looks like it jumps it, like. Just, it's just a plug, but it jumps a couple wires straight back to each other, from what I can tell. But you're not supposed to be able to use your regulator. And uh, so, anyhow, I'm just having troubles with the uh, car starting and charging. But I'm not, I'm, I'd almost have to probably show you guys what it's doing, but 
Yeah, so I'm just trying to figure out a better way to go with a higher amperage alternator with the system that I have. Mm. It's, I know it's a tough question without really showing it to you. But, but uh, yeah. Well, if they're having you change the regulator and lose some of the wires on that, I think they're doing something to where they're trying to allow that regulator to allow your alternator to put out more or, or charge the batteries a little bit more. So I wonder if yeah. you need to change your regulator. Yeah, and just because uh, what they have, they just have where you plug the regulator into the harness. You unplug that harness and plug this little plug into that harness, and they they say you run without the regulator. Yeah, that's what they're telling. Me. I, I don't I, know if that's I, a I good idea. It. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think so either. It doesn't make sense to me. No, it doesn't but, make uh, any sense. No, I I would see if you can get a regulator that would do the hundred and forty. But I don't okay. know. That seems like it. Seems like, I don't know. So you yeah, say it doesn't a, want to, it doesn't want to charge the batteries, is what you're saying? Well, right now it started at first when I first did it, but then now it acts like it's hanging up, almost like timing. You know, it just kind of starts real, real cranky. It cranks like slow. Does it crank yeah, slow at times, and then all of a sudden it'll yeah. kick off? Yeah. Because that sounds like a timing issue. Yeah, that's what I'm wondering if I need to mess around with that a little bit more. I would start there first. Okay. Um, yeah. I would start there first because, and then you could put a an uh, or a, your meter on your battery and see if you're getting charge or off the alternator and seeing if you're getting it to the battery. But the battery is right. only used there when you go to start. So. Right. Yeah. That's uh, what I thought too. So, well, maybe I'll mess around with that timing a little more and. It's just going to be one of those things that's going to take me a little time to just figure it out. Well, if need be, send us some pictures, Sharpie. Yeah. You can do that, too. Yeah, pictures yeah, would help. Yeah, yeah either yeah. way. Well, do I, what do I, who do I, I mean, how do I send it? Text them, 307-200-8222. Okay. Okay. I'll see if I can do that. Okay. I appreciate you guys' help. You bet. Thank you, Sharpie. Appreciate it as well. And somebody said, too, on the static really quick, uh, which I, I should have known. Sorry, I, I had well, a brain fart. Uh, all of these newer trucks... Swift especially, all of them though, but that one, they're, they've got communications going on in the truck to avoid way stations and so on, or not avoid, but to pass through them, you know, they, the EIDL, I think they call it, uh, they're all broadcasting different things, and it's very easily, it's probably the fact that that particular truck just had different things going on signal-wise, and maybe some of the other trucks you were passing, it's probably some of the gear that's on the truck that way than anything else. So Mickey, you're next, go ahead. Uh, one for Sharpie. They went from an internal regulated alternator to an external regulated or internally regulated alternator. That's why the jumper, probably poor connections. Yeah. Oh, it could be, yeah. Okay, next up. Um, for If you're using the heavy-duty lead, lead cords, use the heart, the heaviest one first. When you the one put the heaviest one closest to the source to the wall. Oh, you mean if you've got different extension cords? Oh, yeah. I mean, no. I was saying on the diesel end, if it's you know, no, get two heavy duty cords and bring the same ones along. Just double up on them. Yeah, yeah. That's the best way. But a lot of people cheap out and do one. Yeah, heavy don't one. do that on a block heater. Do not cheap out your cord on a block heater. No, ever. And relating to water, uh, it's like yeah, you put a three-quarter inch hose and a half inch hose and a one inch hose you don't do it in the opposite way correct anyway 
for uh, freezing pipes. I've got an old house, and the cold water into is on the to the water heater is on an external wall. Okay. So what I do is let the furthest away from the water heater, the faucet furthest away from the water heater, trickle with the hot water. Uh, so water's always going to yeah. flow a little bit. Yeah. And flowing water doesn't freeze. Correct. So I thought I'd throw that out. Yeah, not, yeah no, just a, just a little... Um well, yeah, just a little trickle running through, and you're, to your point, the farthest away helps, although just having some water running through, uh, especially if, if wherever it's going to be the coldest faucet. I mean, if you've got an outside, you know, a, a sink, for example, that's on the outside wall, that would be the one I would let trickle. Yes. Yeah. Okay, well, looking forward to next year and the... Likewise. ...change of... Yeah. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Thank you, Mickey. Merry- Appreciate it. Yeah, I don't who knows what's going to happen in in 2023. Um when we get there, we'll know. That's all yeah. I can say. When it comes to what we do here weekly, nothing. We'll be back. We don't have any plans to make any changes whatsoever. We'll be doing this on a weekly basis just like we've done for a very, very long time and uh continue to bring you know, as much information to you guys as we can. The industry you know, no doubt, guys. We are in a guys and gals both. I know. I know we have both listening. Uh, we are in a situation now where yes, things are in flux. Things are changing. We've got a lot of different technologies coming down the pike. A lot of different decisions. We talked about that a little bit earlier in the program when you're looking at some of the manufacturers, Ford and GM being a couple of them. But there's others where there's huge shifts going towards the EV side. How's all that going to work out? Well, uh, what I can tell you is when a company like GM decides to make a big shift that direction, it will be very unlikely for them to shift back. Now, could they? I guess if they feel there's no profit and it's not going the direction that they should and they need to do some sort of reorganizing and restructuring, could they? Yes. The thing I worry about with the GM is they're just the type to make a big changeover and then mothball or sell off all the stuff they've had to make all the other things they used yeah. to, because I, I don't trust the knuckleheads there that are running things. Right. So that'd be the only issue there. Uh, I do think it's going to be difficult for them to make money the way they have been in the past, heading that direction. But again, I could be wrong, guys. I don't know. If they sell enough of them, they get the cost down enough, uh, you know, then, then you know, hey, you know, away you go. But what's going to happen as far as dealer network and all that's concerned Time will tell. I have yeah. no idea. And what do they have to worry about making money? Because the government will ball, well, that's bail true them out. Too. Yeah. You know, unfortunately, I'm sorry, you're correct there. No, there. you're correct there. So, no. guys, with that, again, this is our last show of 2022. Appreciate you joining us. We've been live today on December the 17th. Next week is Christmas, the week after New Year's, of course. And then we'll be right back into the new year right after that. But myself, Dennis Brewster, Charlie Grimes, Larry Unger signing off. Thank you, guys. It's been a great, great 2022. We appreciate all that you've done for us here. And again, we'll be back in 2023. Never fear. This is Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Still haven't had enough? Go to drive-radio.com. Email your questions and comments. Download previous programs and find lots of useful information, including your nearest Colorado Select Auto Care Center. That's drive-radio.com. Thanks for listening to Drive Radio, sponsored by the member shops of Colorado Select Auto Care Centers on KLZ. 560.